0: Oh, Jakob, I think you're on mute. He has the best idea when he's on mute. (laughs) (laughs) But I was (laughs) saying, I'll (laughs) think. Welcome to the What's Your Baseline podcast. In this show, we talk about our experiences and lessons learned in enterprise architecture and business process management. What's Your Baseline is designed to be for everyone newbies who are just getting started with these topics, organizations who want to improve their EA and BPM groups and the value they get from it as well as practitioners who want to get a different perspective and care about the discipline.
1: Each episode will tackle different key topics, providing context, background, best practices and stories from the road, inviting you to learn from our challenges and successes, and demonstrating key tools to help you set up your practice and get the most out of it. I'm your host, Roland Walt, and I'm joined
0: today by my co-host, J.M. Erlinson.
1: Hey, J.M., how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Roland, and uh, it's very possible you might even be seeing me out there in podcast land. Because I'm so excited for today's episode of What's Your Baseline. We've been doing a lot of investigation into EA and BPA and process mining and all these topics in our industry. We've, But we've really been doing it through this format. And so today's episode of What's Your Baseline is such a great opportunity to explore, well, the medium itself. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing fine. And and uh, now we can spill the beans. Actually, we, we
0: thought we would have this episode as our... Uh, anniversary episode 50 you know but then uh JM, you and i went into ourselves and had deep thoughts and i thought hey five zero that's so boring everybody can do that you know this is episode 55 so it's twice as yeah possible. yes freedom um, 55 as we say right <laughs> america yes so anyways anyways uh for this wonderful episode we said we don't want to talk with each other by ourselves you know uh, and therefore, we invited a couple of guests, and for those of you who might see the video already know, so we have three of our uh, very favorite guests from former episodes on the show, and um, these are, without, well, ladies first, Joseph Blondeau, uh who uh, is running two shows uh, about process management, if I yeah. count correctly, and then we have Mirko Kloppenburg, who by coincidence in my little video is on the left of Joseph, who's running his new process podcast. And last but not least, we have uh, Jakob Dvorak here, who's uh, running actually also two podcasts. One is uh, process-related, process-mining-related, and the other one is something completely weird. And, <laughs> and maybe, Jakob, uh, maybe we start with you. Talk a little bit about well, <laughs> who you are and, and what you're doing.
2: Well first of all Roland and JM thanks for invitation. I've been on your podcast before uh which was also quite a pleasure and it's cool to see that the enthusiasm uh, prevails with uh, all of us doing this because you guys have been doing it for what 2 years now. Uh we yeah. are on oh the yeah. same board. we are a few episodes ahead but uh relatively the same time span and uh you know, for me, this was more of an exploration journey, because when I started doing uh, Mining Your Business podcast with my co-host, Patrick Bogner, um, we didn't really know a lot. We were young. We were like two or three years in the field, and process mining was uh, the only thing we knew about. And as we went on, we started to uh, broaden our horizons and talking to people such as yourself, actually, and seeing there's actually more to that. Uh, and the interest kept growing. And, you know... While doing the show, I was thinking, I actually want to, you know, find out more myself. So that actually brought me to different guests, to different topics. And although we try to stick to process mining and somehow frame the show around that, we always go also to different areas, such as BPM. We uh, recently did an episode on simulation and so on. So different areas, different topics, and super interesting. And yes, you are right. You mentioned I have a second show, which is a a Czech show on personal finance. uh, And it's uh, roughly 10 times larger than the one on process mining. So (laughs) just an interesting (laughs) fun fact. (laughs) So So
1: how to get rich are in Yeah, check. sort um, of, sort of. You have to speak it. <laughs> so it's a little bit of exclusive show, but if you happen to speak Jack, that seems like a cool thing to do.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I'm sorry, it's nice that you kept your hobby of um, process management as well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought too. And by the way, Jakub, uh, just to have it said, uh, we were not young, but we still didn't have a clue what we were doing when we started this uh, podcast. <laughs> so we were all in the same boat.
1: Wait, wait, Roland. Are you claiming we somehow have a clue now? No, that's, I'm just that's saying. A bit of a I'm just saying we're old. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So we're we're <laughs> not not we're old and wise, but we're old and still a little. No, old. we're old. We're old. Yeah, you know? just that's or it. just old. Yeah, yes, old. got it. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next one, Mirko. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about you and and just at, at a high level, what, what podcasts you do. I mean, we have mentioned it a little bit before, but a, a brief description.
3: Yeah, thank you very much uh, for inviting me to this show. It's uh, great to be here again. I've been here about a year ago, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm the host of the New Process podcast, which is my vehicle to explore new ideas on how to rethink processes, on how to get people excited for processes and uh, to get to a more human-centric BPM approach. So that's basically the core of uh, what I'm exploring in my episodes. And I really love it, talking to people, asking for their expertise, find out what they are doing in their areas, like talking about uh, gamification or community building, and then um, try to find ways to apply their expertise to processes. For example, how Mm. how to build a process community. Um, That was one of the ideas based on the community building interview, which I did. And um, yeah, this is what I'm doing to push BPM ahead.
0: That's super cool. That's great, and and then last but not least, Joseph, uh, I I know you're running actually two shows, and and both are with video. So maybe if you could introduce yourself and and your two shows a little bit, that would be great.
4: So as the others, uh, first thanks for having me today, and I love uh, that we are thinking over uh, country boundaries, over uh, company boundaries, and we just uh, think about processes, the passion, and um, which role processes have had processes have to play in our lives and businesses so thanks for that and thanks for doing the show all the time um so yeah i have i'm having two series indeed about processes uh well maybe it's because we've been established 92 already so we've been very old from the one on the one hand side and and still also we have to learn a lot as you all do Um, But um, what we did is to split our podcast in two different series, first it's based on YouTube, that's the difference to the other one, so it's not a pure podcast, it's really more showing people, you know, having the views on the people and um, seeing the kind of person that is behind the voice. And um we we stream uh, we, we we split it into passion for processes which is really about you know talking with different people from different industries about why do they think that processes have a role to play whatever you do wherever you are whatever kind of business you are in mm-hmm. so that's the first one which is quite generic on BPM process, intelligence, risk and compliance, you name it. And the second one is some kind of more like a passion of myself and uh, some very emotional stuff because I saw we have a lot of women in that area. Even if I'm alone today, we still have a lot of women dealing with a process excellence project, implemented management system in companies, um, you know, making change in the organization, having a leading role in these transformations. And I wanted to talk to these women and learn from them. Okay, how do they see the topic? What did they learn on the way? And also, it has a more personal side. Also, really, also, you know, what are the pitfalls? What do you need to take care of as a woman? Uh, and it has a different um, yeah, taste uh, from the podcast and content perspective.
0: And that was that was exactly the the topic of the episode that we had with you mm-hmm. and, and Gabriela Galic, uh, who's also uh, doing some community building around women in process mining. So, shout out to Gabriela here. Uh, and and I think it's very important. Right it's not just white old dudes who do process management, you know the world is much more colorful, speaking of which for white dudes on the video anyways so <clears throat> let's go let's go into the into the meat of the topic and and we're gonna talk about basically uh two major topics in in this show today, so one is uh the first big bucket and uh, feel free to chime in whenever you think you're you' it's your time you know uh the first Bucket of questions around experience with podcasting, right? And, and how does it fit to your respective discipline? And then the, the second part of it, after we have a little break, we're going to talk about tips and tricks and lessons learned uh, that we've seen here. So maybe my first question, and whoever wants to answer first, JM, you're also eligible for this. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're know,
1: you eligible for this, Roland, don't Yeah, worry. but I'm asking we, the We're question. also podcasters. <laughs> okay, okay, okay.
0: So, so why did you start podcasting?
4: Well, then I start. We started podcasting. Um, and basically the first idea was really this woman in BPM. So it was, we, we, we started because we, we saw the need to discuss with women in that area. We saw a need, we got, you know, that feedback. We saw, um, they need some kind of a community around women in BPM and, um, well, and by chance I'm a woman. So I just decided, you know what? I just start with the podcast and I don't think too much about it. Let's get started and let's see how it goes. You know, without mm-hmm. having too many plans, without having too many, of course, I can talk, you know, oh, it's important for our image. It's important for for um, for people finding us. Okay, that's important. But basically, it came from a feeling there's something to talk about. There are lots of women and they have to, something to say to the markets.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I I know it's a it's a similar story, Jakob, if I uh, don't spoil the beans here. I think you and, and Patrick had similar thoughts when you started yours didn't you
2: yeah essentially there was nothing on process mining when we were starting uh so we were thinking let's just go for it Uh, this could be a nice niche a nice uh, hole to fill uh but for me there were i i think a little more reasons than just you know there's no process mining podcast let's do one um i think part of it is also you know, you have to start with genuine interest in the topic. You have to start with this drive because at the end of the day, you're representing the listeners to, to an extent. And while you are maybe one step ahead of the listeners, because you are creating the materials and talking about the topics, you should have the same hunger for the information as the listener. And that was the case for me and for Patrick, when we were starting out with the show, it is still now. Uh, And then obviously, there's always a little bit of ego in play and this like uh, idea of growth and being visible in the in the field. I don't think uh, anybody could uh, argue otherwise that it's also interesting where a podcast can get you to and what kind of audience or opportunities you can reach through the podcast.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And then uh, I know that you and Patrick spoke about that because we had the same fear, you know, are we going to start that thing? And now we have five topics that we want to talk about. And what do we do for number six? You know, and <laughs> and I think that that fear never goes away. You know, yeah. you think like, oh, what could be
1: the next topic that we're talking about? Yeah. And I, again, I think you had the same. <laughs> well, well, I can actually jump in here as well about this. You know, it's it's funny. You talk about a genuine interest, but. I I feel like I started podcasting um, not by podcasting at all. I started by making tutorial videos and throwing them up on uh, YouTube and and through the Ares community Um, because I kept getting the same questions over and over. And when you've said the same sentence to a client, you know, 50 times and it's you're like, oh, my goodness, if you could just self-service this particular answer. And it started with technical answers which was like, hey, how do I click here to do this thing? Because as a solution engineer, I often have, I answer to very very mechanical questions. And then it went to more philosophical questions, like, well, why do I need to approach it like this? What's the value in this part? What have you learned? What are some, what are some best practices you'd like to share? And I was thinking, okay, well, now we need a longer form to have a conversation about it. So originally podcasting was just a, a mechanism of saving time by helping people asynchronously access the knowledge that I've accumulated over my time in the industry. And then it it was like, oh well, this is actually really super fun because I can both be able to share my knowledge and also have a good wholesome conversation with Roland Mm -hmm. uh, and also with a lot of really interesting people in the industry who are also thinking about stuff that they've learned and want to share with others and it turned from just informative to really fun informative stuff yeah and i feel so sorry for you that you have to hang out with me on every episode <laughs> you know well you you have a lot of i'm sure you have the same thing you have a lot of knowledge you and, you and getting it out of you is a is a sort of coaxing it into the public sphere rather than keeping it <laughs> hidden actually, and, and yeah which having to was,
0: do meetings which actually was one of my motivations to start the whole what's your baseline thing you know because yeah similar things you know you're getting to a certain age and you're thinking about legacy and what have i learned and all that stuff and i started to write articles and all that stuff you know and and at some point i thought wow writing is is hard you know you spend a lot of time <laughs> you know? it's like, uh isn't that isn't that another way of doing things you know and and then i remember oh why what's that podcasting stuff you listen to podcasts all the time and and I didn't want to do a podcast by myself because I, I think it's weird to babble into a microphone. And Mirko, I will talk with you about that in a sec. But it's it's super weird in my mind. And then I thought, oh, who could I do with? And I, I remember JM when I asked you, it took you about three milliseconds to say yes. It's like yeah, so, 100%, 100%. yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That was great, you know. And and the rest is history, as I say. But but Miko, yeah. what was what was your motivation to get started with that? Because I know you you were in a special situation, you know, leaving your your Uh, former employer spanning your wings and I see the little bird in the background, you know, and and all that type of stuff. So, And and you just jumped right in, didn't you?
3: Yeah, but the story, I would say, starts already 10 years earlier. Because when Mm -hmm. I listened Mm. uh, to a podcast for the first time on my own, since that, it was on my bucket list to host my own show sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. But the only Uh... question I always had, what topic should I talk about? And yeah, it, it was so obvious. So I've been working in process management roles for more than 20 years. And uh, this is the only hobby I have, the only topic I know. <laughs> but I, I never realized that this should be the topic of my show. So, um, yeah, oh. finally, in the end, when I, I left Lufthansa, um, I decided to start a podcast. I, I took the time to create a concept and prepare everything.
1: Uh, finally, I launched the new process podcast. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So actually, I, I have a comment about the new process podcast. It's funny, you you do something that I, I think is really effective, which is you have a, a very good newsletter that accompanies a lot of those podcasts. And it feels like you're really trying to hit all the channels at once that leads to the podcast. I like that the promotional style. I think it does it does you really well. Um, and that, that leads to an interesting sort of second question for folks, because, you know, we all struggle with getting, retaining, growing an audience, um, that starts from nothing. You start from a, a yeah. blank slate and an empty classroom. How do you fill it? So talk to us about your hurdles in getting started on this podcasting journey. And we'll pass it back to you, Mir- Mirko, because I think you've done an interesting job with, the, with the, the, the newsletter that goes along with it. But what other hurdles did you face and how did you overcome them?
3: So actually, I, I booked a course to develop my podcast. Uh, um, I booked, oh. I don't know, I, I can't remember the name. Uh, it was a, a course offered by Pat Flynn. Uh, and this was the host of mm-hmm. the first show I listened to. So I had to buy his course to build my own podcast. And um, there, <laughs> one of the the tools he's using is to build a launch team. And this is what I did when I created the podcast. Uh, so I used my little uh, LinkedIn audience at that time to uh, yeah, team up with a number of people uh, to have them as first listeners and to share um, what I'm doing. Um, actually, it's really hard. I, I didn't start inviting guests with a broader reach uh, in the beginning. Um, so I was just purely looking onto content because I was so excited about what I was talking about and what I wanted to explore. So it was really hard in the beginning uh, to get more and more listeners. And um, I think Overall, the the BPM bubble is pretty small compared to other bubbles out there, uh, and that's my opinion. Uh, and I'm I'm curious what you think there um, with regards to growing listener numbers. That's really hard, but the people that are there, um, they are coming back, and they are frequent listeners, and uh, they are. Talking to me as well, providing feedback, comment, commenting on LinkedIn, and that's super cool to have this personal interaction with your listeners out there, even if we're not talking about thousands of people, uh, but a small group uh, which is really interested in the topic. That's what I really like about that.
0: Yeah, that, that's a topic that I also find interesting. There's a <clears throat> there's a uh, video cast uh, by Christoph Pacher. He's talking yep. about automation and all that stuff, and and he's really pulling it off. You know, yeah. Um, so I, if I if I look at his numbers, it's like oh yeah, it's about three thousand per episode and, and whatnot, and I'm like, whoa, wow. okay, that's a lot you of know? people. Yeah, so and I, I just remember the the first time JM uh, when we crossed the one hundred download mark for uh, an episode, you know, I I gave you a ring and said, look, hey, your grandmother dialed in, yay! <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, but but for Christoph, it's it's different because he's doing the podcast in German. in German. Uh, yeah. I think it's a different target group than doing that in English, so you cannot really compare the numbers there. I would say, yeah, but it's awesome his podcast. So if you yeah. are oh. able to listen to German language podcasts, you have to listen to Christoph's podcast
0: yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So what were your hurdles, Joseph and, and Jakob, on on these topics? Whoever wants to go first. <laughs>
4: Well, maybe I can I can start because that's uh, it's a very different situation on, uh, on my side because well I'm part of a big structure. There are a lot of big uh, marketing, uh, you know, websites. We have the RS community in the background. We have RS News with thousands of subscribers in the background. So, of course, that helps to promote and to make people aware of um, this specific. Um, podcast but i would not um i think it's important to have an audience i think it's important that you get the feedback and if you see that people want to participate in your show you you, you get the feeling okay it's been working and it's working but in the end i would really not look at the pure figures and as you said Mirko, it's not about thousands of subscribers and listeners Hey, maybe it's not important, and I think that's something we should also um, take a little bit of freedom from, not look only at the numbers but at the engagement that people have with us, at the people asking you privately um, how, how much interest they have in the topic and how passionate they are about um, these topics. And, If you have 10 on the one day, 100 on the other day, or 1,000 on the third day, then maybe that's not the point. And I think that's, um, I mean, we're all KPI-driven, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, I can pull out numbers, but I think the most important thing is really the interest, the reactions, or, you know, when you have a customer from South America asking you, can I please participate in your podcast? I love it. It's really cool, and I, I want to get my opinion out. That's where I think you did something right. And I'm sure every one of us did that in, in, in this round. Yeah. So that would be my view on that.
2: <laughs> when you receive that message from a person that just says, yeah, uh, I was listening uh, to the podcast when I was driving with my wife to, uh, you know, to a seaside and then she told me I have to already exactly. stop it because she had enough of business process management topics. So then we are thinking, interesting. <laughs> and and then, you said, <laughs> yeah.
0: then you said, no problem, I got that personal finance podcast just
1: oh, yeah, just go, just switch switch <laughs> the gears <laughs> and Jakob, tell us about your hurdles how, how like what was what was preventing you from success how did you overcome yeah. that and as you as you kicked things
2: off so our situation was a bit different than all of you guys because we were literally no ones when we were starting out we had two years of experience working in the field and suddenly there are two guys who start talking about process process mining or business process management and we had no clue we still might not have no clue but we are at least getting somewhere right uh and You at least had some experience in the field, you had connections, you had some network and so on, who you could already rely on, at least to an extent, by inviting the people or sharing it with them, we started from scratch. Um, So that was a hurdle. On the other side, it was pretty uh, freeing, in a sense, that we had nothing to lose we could talk essentially about anything Mm. and every listener every follower counted and it helped us grow tremendously and then as you keep the consistency and as you keep releasing and uh you keep grinding as you would say in this entrepreneurial spirit uh (laughs) you know you start getting this word of mouth and uh, people start noticing and then it just starts snowballing
0: yeah Jakub, i do have a follow-up question with that because um it sounded as we had that big Rolodex, if you remember what that is, of people that you could bring in. Uh, th- that's not the case. You know? I- I'm curious, <laughs> how do you get guests? You know? Because we- we're getting at a point right now that we're running out of our friends and family that we can interview <laughs> on the show, right? So how do you reach out to people that you actually don't know or barely know? And, and how do you convince them to be part of your show?
2: right also interesting question and uh, i would say i'm pretty good at cold messages uh i know how to write it compelling enough for a person to be like huh maybe i could actually come to the podcast Mm -hmm. and mirko was one of the first ones who i approached while not uh, knowing him actually so he might remember and ever since, you know, once you start growing this list of of, of people you've had on the show, uh, you start getting confident and you can always say, oh, this and that person was on my show before. So it gives you some credibility. And I remember, I think the first really, really large speaker we've had on the podcast was Lars Rankemeyer who was at the time, uh, I think, still with Siemens or just starting with with uh, Selenis back then. Uh, big figure in process mining world, and when we when when I wrote him and he wrote he confirmed that he would come, I was just screaming in the room and saying it's <laughs> incredible let's go
0: yeah Mirko, i i I get the feeling you want to say something about that topic
3: uh, I have the same <laughs>
0: feeling with wil van der a
3: yeah I was really excited when he agreed to be guest on my podcast um, yeah so yeah i I fully agree to what you just said but uh, in in my case. It's it's a little bit different because I'm using uh, the podcast as a vehicle to explore ideas on how to rethink processes. And I, I try to fill different areas of the new process lifecycle. So I try to talk to people from different areas of expertise. And uh, I, I often just look into my LinkedIn stream. Uh, who do I know who is talking about this and that? Like the community building example, I, I somehow stumbled up on a post from Mika Lenonen. Uh, about community building and they were so interesting that I just wrote him a message on LinkedIn and asked him if he would like to be a guest on my show because I hmm. want to know more about what he is doing there and yeah, he said yes and uh, we had a super interesting conversation and that's what I'm trying to do so whenever I have a topic I'm interested in I try to find an expert and uh, just approach them and ask them. It, it's not always um, successful but in most
1: cases yeah, they, they agreed to do it. To be guests on my show it's funny the um the it's it's a similar thing with me reaching out to people who i who i think are thought leaders but those are people who i met i it's funny uh, i'll give i'll give away the goose a little bit a few people who you will have seen on the what's your baseline podcast that i've invited in are people who came from my management consulting days which were more than a decade ago i mean it's like 50 almost 15 years now ago and they're people who in management consulting had their own specialties and then 15 years later they're thought leaders in very different parts of the industry, and so they look like they're completely unconnected. But they all come from that a seed of management consulting, which sort of is a crucible brings you all together. And we, I, I love them very dearly. We we went through uh, <laughs> we went through hell together in uh, in the late two thousands, early twenty tens, and so it sort of bonds you as a as a team, and I call them up later and say, hey, listen, do <laughs> you, you want to join the podcast and share some of this experience you've, you've received over the past 15 years? We haven't worked together. Oh, yeah, sure. It sounds good. I remember you. You're, you were fun to hang out with when we were going through it. Um, and that was that was a good one. So, I, I mean, it's it's good to have those people in, the, in your back pocket. And particularly when, you know, when you look at a lot of management consulting firms, they touch on process, if not tangentially, then like, actually is part of what one of the core things they offer, particularly in system implementation. And so they all have a respect for it. And so when we bring them on, there's like, oh, yeah, I, I know how this works from a process perspective. Like, yes, you're already you're already halfway there. Um, and but we want, I want to talk about this and sort of bridge this into the next question for everybody. I'll start with Joseph, um, because I you've, you know, you've talked about the legacy and the length of time that you've been dealing with this. Um, talk about the interest in BPA and EA and process finding things like that, um, particularly in the interest around the best practice sharing and messages. Do you think that the the demand for podcasts like this has changed? Has it has it increased? Has it has it shifted? T- tell me about what you're seeing as, as uh, the feedback or the uh, the asks from our communities online and the communities in the client base for this kind of podcasting, best practice sharing. What's changed?
4: What changed? Is it the community feeling, maybe, that people do have? So I see huge demand on best practices podcasts, on people telling their stories. So, I, yeah, I'd rather t- talk about stories. So, really, people wanting to see, you know. Oh this this person different persons from different industries, how did they do that? How did they succeed in transforming a company? What were the key success factors? What were their best practices? You know, also in this woman in BPM looking at, you know, um, what are the tips, the pitfalls that you should avoid or the tips you should take? So we see a huge demand on that and um I see it increasingly. What I see which is Is it new? Is it not new? Or maybe it came with COVID. It's really about um, connecting the real and the digital world. That's something Mm. that is increasingly Mm -hmm. coming. So, of course, we have now, again, customer events, but still we have the need for the digital podcasting, videos, recordings, whatever that you would listen while you're working, while you're traveling with your, what was it, your wife in the car. So you have that. And at the same time, you know, you have these people seeing, uh, well, I saw this lady, I saw this guy from this company, and they want to see them live then and share their best practices live, discuss with the people, have some kind of user group gathering, whether it's about the product or just topic mining, modeling, whatever, yeah? Um, so I see these both worlds are now melting together um, and, and well, they were rather separated before that's, that's my gut feeling. Uh, and that would be my take on that. Uh, the need for best practices really, honestly, I think, um, yeah, since 92, I've seen that all the time. And that's why we have, for example, management consulted and consultants, of course, everyone wants to know about best practices, but they want to have from real people they can identify with. I think that's the point.
0: Yeah, but I, I agree with you, Joseph. Uh, I think uh, unfortunately, it's unfortunate as it is, COVID gave it a big push. You know, people had time. Yes. People are listening to podcasts, and and then they were looking yeah. finding for their niches. the The interesting thing from my perspective is, I'm still not really convinced about that. To be to be quite honest, you know, I think there is a, a certain group of nerdy people who are interested in that topic because otherwise we wouldn't have listeners. But <laughs> I don't I don't know if this goes into the, the the bigger stream you know I, I'm wondering if it's more just like an incestuous community you know so like oh who had Kevin tra- Kevin Tan our latest guest when while we were recording who had Kevin on his show make a show of hands you know I'm pretty yeah. sure were, you know that type of stuff so it's the same group of people but but maybe Jakob what, what are your experience in that you know do you think there's a need for for uh podcasting as a medium, or is it just a nerdy hobby and geeks like us
2: do stuff? I think it's a combination, Roland. And in your case, it's probably the nerdy side. Uh, in our case, it's probably the combination. <laughs> um, no, what I what I want to say is that, uh, again, I'm working with a small sample of last five years or so when I am in the field. Uh, but what I see in other areas, and you, I already mentioned at the beginning, I'm also doing personal finance podcast, and uh, there we are talking about banking system and investments and everything. What I see in general is democratizing this information. And even if you look at SAP documentation as of today, it's it, it's ridiculously difficult to get some information out of it in somehow. Uh, way that you can chew and that you can actually understand and we are in 2023 imagine what it had to be like 20 years ago when there was well internet was still in uh in its infancy or 20 30 years ago when people had no access to this sort of information unless they uh visited i would imagine pretty expensive uh road shows or some some conferences and now you actually bring these speakers, these people who are at the forefront of these ideas, who are the thought leaders in a show that everybody can consume in their own time, in their own speed uh, for free uh, everywhere in the world, which is extremely powerful. And you see it not only in our domain, but basically in every other domain, because if you take a look at what sort of podcasts are being released, it's on everything, whether you're interested in riding a horse or brewing your own coffee, there are podcast shows about that, talking to the best or well-known people on the topic, bringing this information out in the world.
0: I'm guilty of that. I highly recommend a, a podcast called Filter Stories. It's about coffee. So uh, look it up. <laughs> it's about the history of coffee and all that type of stuff. <laughs> but Miko, what were your experiences on on that topic?
3: Um, I think, and there I have to pick up a story from my past uh, where we had a colleague in Los Angeles and she was responsible for uh, process management in the subsidiary of our company. And uh, she was flying into Germany once a year uh, to talk to like-minded people from other locations. And uh, she told us when she is flying back to Los Angeles with all this energy from the personal meeting and talking to like-minded people. that gives her new energy to fight for processes in los angeles because there she was the only one uh, fighting for processes and i think it's also similar with podcasts so people are listening often they are the only person being accountable or responsible for bpm in their organization have only a few people uh, supporting them and they uh, really like the exchange or listen to stories of other people with same suffering stories. Um, and this for me ends up in we need a meeting in person in the future. So I, I'm getting a lot of uh, messages and at the end we're talking about ah let's meet in reality sometime. And I think we also talked about that uh, when we had our podcast session last year. Um, that's why I'm now planning to set up a new process conference for next year uh, to have an in-person meeting of the community, uh, not limited to new process. I think it's for the whole BPM bubble there. And um, this demand is also there in addition to just uh, um, listening to stories of other people fighting for BPM, I would say.
1: It sounds like this is a a way of helping practitioners feel less alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Particularly when you're the only one who's steering the ship of process in your organization, or at least you're somebody who's responsible for it, or you're just a concerned citizen who (laughs) wants to make the world a little bit more process centric. And I love it. I can see that in all of us here today. And I want to take us to a bit of a break. I know we're about half an hour in, which means people's brains are starting to get a little tired. So we use music as a uh, palate cleanser. But in the meantime, we'll give you a chance to think about a couple of questions you might be pondering after hearing some of the responses from our wonderful guests today. Think about yourself. How do you communicate your ideas, your thoughts, your best practices to the community around you? Uh, And in doing so, what's worked? What stood in the way of getting your message out? We'll take a brief break and come back with our second section, Tips, Tricks, and Lessons Learned. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD.
0: And welcome back. Um, Very interesting topics about your experiences in process management and process mining and podcasting about all that wonderful stuff. But... The one thing that I'm always interested in is what were your favorite moments in your podcasting days? And now I give you 30 seconds to think about um mine was for example when I was in a client meeting, you know, first time never met any of those people there and then I said something along the the lines of, "Oh, the weather is nice today, isn't it?" you know, so that type of quality. And and during that I got a direct message in Zoom like oh, I recognize that voice, you know. Uh, keep up the <laughs> good work. I like your podcast. <laughs> I was like, uh... I, never, I never met that person, you know, but I'll I take it. I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> so what were your favorite moments?
2: Uh, I had the exact same experience when I was uh, visiting a client's office and uh, then a person from another room actually came in there and was like, I knew, I knew it was you. <laughs> I knew that voice. <laughs> so it's super interesting to to get these um completely unforeseen in- encounters of people who uh you never interacted with in any way but who have been listening uh, maybe every now and then but have been listening to the show and are aware of what you're saying and then if you mention something personal on the show they might even know about that and they're like so mm-hmm. yeah how's that think of you of yours uh, going and doing so those are definitely interesting uh yeah. encounters
0: I had people reaching out to me like, hey, do you have an hour, half an hour? I'd like to chat with you, you know, and and I chatted with them. And, and obviously it was interesting, you know, and they said, yeah, I got the feeling I know you. And I said, yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't it?
1: <laughs>
3: mm. Yeah, I had the same. So I have a link to book a meeting with me on my website. And from time to time, mm-hmm. meetings pop up in my calendar and... Uh people would like to just say hello, who listen to my podcast. And they said, mm-hmm. I, I did not believe that this meeting will really take place. And you are there and you are the one from the podcast, right? And now we're talking here more or less online face to face. And um, that's uh, always nice. And I love to learn more about the people who are listening to my podcast. So,
0: so Joseph, what is what was your favorite moment in your steep podcasting and video casting career?
4: Well, it depends. Is it a favorite moment within the podcast, while recording or outside the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I well, while talking to people and um, and really recording the podcast. um, Well, as you can tell, I'm the kind of um, emotional person, so I really enjoy when people start to open themselves and really start talking. You know, the truth and how they really feel about processes and what was really difficult in their career and transformation projects. So these kind of moments I really love. Um, Whereas I have one, one of my favorite moments is from the passion of, for processes uh, recording, where we had Abdul Latif, one of our customers. And I've, I keep asking an analogy on uh, what is business process management. So I always say, "Oh, what if you would have to explain that to your grandma? What would you take and uh well, it took one of the nicest analogy I never i ever had because it was mm. talking about the different moon phases for business process management, so you know it is starting, it's growing, it is a cycle, it's come back uh so I really like this. That was one of um yeah one of my preferred moments um at the beginning, you mentioned like ego somehow and probably. Of course, it has to do something with the ego. So when I'm at the user group, and you know, you have people indeed coming to you and say, oh, you're the one from the podcast, and I would like to be your show and love it, and I've learned so much, and I like this episode and this episode, well, it feels pretty good. Um, and at this point of time, you think, okay, obviously, there's something good about it. Yeah,
1: it, it sounds like this is actually, it, it affects you personally to have these experiences, which is, which is so cool. I, I, I always, (laughs) behind the scenes, I say, you know, I don't want to just, you know, trade my life, my blood for money, as in just, I spend time at a job and then the job gives me cash and then I die old. That feels like a, a really sad thought for a life. Whereas if you can feel really invested in something, you can connect with it. I mean, the words, passion for processes. I mean, you know, that, by By itself, is an emotional word. those are you, you are creating an, yeah. a, a relationship yes. between you and your subject matter, one not of convenience or of obligation but of of true intention. You've selected this is you have a passion for it, which I love yeah. one of the things that um we think about is how does having a podcast affect you personally? How does it affect your career, and how does it affect the organization that you rep- represent for along the line? So, so what, what, what do you see some outcomes of this process? And then I'll, I'll ask our other folks on the panel as well. That
4: yeah, but I, I would like to jump back onto this this passion for processes and what it has brought to me. Honestly, maybe a little bit of image for the product, maybe a little bit of, um, of, um, you know, more spreads uh, of process mining, process analysis, process management. Yes. But indeed, it has shown that processes can be something that people are passionate about. That's what it brings to me. So it's really, as you mentioned, this passion for processes, this passion for doing something. And it's not about the business, the salary, the money that we get on that. Mm-hmm. It's really living something you like and you love. Um, and, You just mentioned connection, so connection to your subject matter. Yes, to your Mm. processes, but connection with the people. That's in the end what counts, because we we say people processes that belongs together, so being connected with people that are passionate about the processes that do have the same kind of motivation, want to learn and get some new ideas and improve um, in their areas. That's what it has brought to me, basically
1: appreciate that. And, and Mirko or or Jakob, one, one, one of you jump on this as well. What what do you think about what podcasting has done for you, your career, your company? Um how how does it how does it affect you um and why?
2: Well, a lot to be honest. Um First of all, I learned how to speak at least in Czech on the, on the Czech podcast. The English is still questionable. Um, I still hate oh, my. I still hate listening myself. Um, I always hear this Czech accent. I'm like, oh man, I should work on that for sure. Uh, but uh, in all seriousness, uh, it brought a lot. So you know, I already mentioned that that we were when we were starting, we were a really unknown company, unknown people. Uh, and it brings credibility uh, and uh, being mm. on a projects where you have people who've been uh, in business process management often for 15, 20 years and longer. And then you jump on the call and try, you know, you start persuading them what you're doing, what you've been taught and what you've been doing for years is all wrong. Look at the data here and do it differently. Uh, it resonates in a different way when you can also point them into what you've been producing for a few years and who you talk to and whose ideas you're eventually adopting, because I'm not going to lie that this is all from my head. Actually, very little is from my head, and it's just um, being able to to tell the story of other people who have been doing this for a while. And uh, this uh, narrative and this ability to tell the stories also to customers, to people who are interested in the topic, uh, just creates so much more trustworthiness to me as a person and to us as a company uh, than what we would have otherwise.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And, and Mirko, you, you know, you, the, obviously running the new pro- process podcast New Process Lab has been a passion of yours and it's been, it seems like what you're focusing on right now. W- what do you get back from that?
3: Uh, a lot of Super interesting people. uh, I say I haven't known these guys before and they approach me via LinkedIn, just send me an email. They tell me I listen to your podcast and can we talk about this and that or even I was guest in another show and uh, I just received afterwards a message on LinkedIn from a listener. And she wrote, I'm just listening to your episode there. I would love to learn more about. And then we met and um, I learned about what she is doing and. um, She was working in that example on on story listening, and uh, I I thought, wow, that's super interesting. Let's do an episode on story listening and uh, try to find out how to apply that to processes. And uh, we did that, and I I did a recap to find out more detailed how to use story listening to improve process modeling sessions. So as an example, Hmm. to ask the participants of a process modeling sessions, How did you feel last time when you executed this process? What are the emotions, the feelings that you're having and so on? So get to these more softer aspects uh, in in this uh, sometimes very cold process management world. Ask about emotions and feelings. And um, one of my customers I'm working with listened to that episode and we talked about that and we tried that out in, in process modeling sessions and workshops we had there. And it was more or less a running gag in the end that at the end, of the process modeling sessions, we had uh, always this questions. How do you feel about what we did or what you experienced today? And uh, just to to offer this space that the people can talk about their feelings. It's that's a super weapon, I would say, and um, I can only recommend yeah. to the people out there. Try it out. Ask the people for emotions. And that's a big part of new process to get to more human centric process approach. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that. And that was just. I don't know, she listened to another episode, wrote me an email. We talked about that. We did a cool episode. And uh, finally, we had this uh, approach for process modeling sessions.
0: Yeah, I, I think and I think my experience of this is a mix of what you just said, you know, I, I see it like Joseph said, you know, it's part of what you do from a, or, or Jakob said, as part of a corporate visibility. You know, you you gain credibility and you do stuff and whatnot, but also on a personal side, you know, I, I tell everyone and their grandmother, I think I would not have the job that I have today if I wouldn't have done the podcast, because what you do is you position yourself as an authority, you know, even though yeah. in opposite to Jakob, I haven't written a book. Uh, about stuff which is still on the bucket list item, but that's a different story. Yet, yet, <laughs> yet, we yet. A book yet, yet, yet. So, so we'll see, we'll see what happens there. But um, maybe, and, and we're getting close to to the hour. And I know uh, some of us have a hard stop. Uh, I have one more question before we go uh, into uh, where can we reach you. Question is, what are uh, your, I would say, hard earned, best practices that you've learned that help propel you to success in podcasting. So if I was the newbie, and I still feel a little bit like a newbie after 55 episodes, uh, if I was a newbie, what would be your recommendation for me to get started with podcasting? And and maybe, Jakob, you're you're the granddaddy of of both podcasts and have a gazillion episodes under your belt. Maybe you take this first. What's your
2: recommendation for me? Yeah. I think I'm closing 250 altogether in two shows. Um, oh, but, show uh, off. Oh, you show off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, one recommendation I would have is just consistency. Just uh, stick, mm-hmm. uh, create a plan that is doable for you, with, whether it's weekly, bi weekly, or even monthly basis, and stick to it uh, no matter what. And always uh, be harsh at yourself at delivering when you need to deliver. Uh, as easy as that and if you stick to that you will create this frequency this urgency uh and you will always have this a little bit on, on the back of your mind that you need to create the new episode which sometimes can be pretty pretty uh frustrating that you always have to create new and new and you can't really live in this moment oh i say i now you know uh recorded five in a row or five in two weeks and in a month i will have to do this over and over again uh, but uh, it's the only way uh, for success. You have to repeat what works and uh, keep the consistency. It's a good one. Mirror Christ
1: by your hand as well.
3: Yeah, but what Jacob just said, built a lot of pressure. And uh, for the first time, um, I had a summer break <laughs> now uh, and because there was no chance. I'm still producing more or less just in time, so recording and then releasing about two or three weeks later, and um, some of the recordings which were scheduled had to be rescheduled. And so that was a summer break, but uh, it's going to continue now. And this really uh, released a lot of pressure from myself that I had this break now and uh, even try to stay consistent there. So I fully agree to what Jacob just said. And my advice would be prepare, prepare for Mm. your guest. Learn a lot about the guests you're having on the show, about their history, their experience. And um, I'm always creating a guideline or a flight plan for my interviews. And um, I share that with the people so that they can think about what is coming up there. We edit that um, on a a shared uh, document and then we go into the show. So have a good flight plan for your episode. That's my recommendation.
0: Yeah, we we do that a little bit, as the three of you all know, we do that a little bit differently. We let the guests do the heavy lifting, you know, and (laughs) and come up with an initial draft of the outline, because in our opinion, the guests know best what they want to talk about, you know, and then we we try to edit around it and whatever. Then JM and I point at each other, who's going to ask the next question and all that type of stuff. So, uh, Joseph, what are your tips for Roland the Newbie?
4: I would agree on the last point from from Mirko. Pre- prepare, prepare. So I always have a first interview uh, with my guests. I take notes, and as you said, I share that with them. I ask them, okay, is there something you especially want to talk about? Is there specific specifics uh, that you know about? And is there something we should yeah. really not talk about? Also, that I'm asking. So preparation is everything. Um, And at this point of time, it gives you the opportunity to really get to know the person you you are talking to, which helps really. Um, And maybe an additional small point, Mm. get into your niche topic. So find your topic. And I I mean, of course, we have process mining and process management, but um, I do feel uh, from, from my perspective and what I did, it's much more successful to look at these specifics, women in process mining, uh, in BPM, that's funny, women in BPM, than just talking about BPM. So having your specialty, this is your podcast, that's what you can talk about and what people relate with your face or with your voice in the end. Um, I think um, this is important. And maybe last but not least, be yourself. And that's it. We see different personalities. We are all very different. Being yourself and not playing a role yeah. in being someone else—that doesn't work. That's you in the podcast.
0: Agreed, agreed. And by the way, I see a future podcast in the works. You know, I know Gabriela is is doing something, and the two of you were collaborating. So maybe there is a women in process mining podcast in our near future. Hint, hint, hint. But I I, I agree, Joseph. I, I think being yourself and and also. Mm-hmm entertaining yourself you know i don't want to do a mm-hmm. show with somebody who i don't like or where there's no fun on it and everybody is just whatever having a grimace and it's like mm, you know and and i just want to have a nice conversation with nice people because why should i spend my time with people that i don't like
1: why are you using a great quote the be yourself, everyone else has already taken. I think that's a <laughs> one of my favorite quotes uh, out there. And it's a, it's a good one. I, I think that one of the... the, the there's, there's two key lessons that I've learned that I, I want to take away and share. You know, if you're just getting started. And I've actually spoken to a couple of folks who have since started their own podcasts. I mean, shout out to strategist and uh, Dan Marquez, who's fantastic. Um, first and foremost is uh, test your tech. Sounds like a, a really... Sort of, of course you do, but no, no, don't just test your tech. Test a bunch of different types of technologies till you find one that really works for you. Um, Because getting not just a consistent release schedule, but a consistent show workflow for how to make it has been a huge boon to helping us deliver, uh, at least on time, uh, uh, enough.
0: (laughs) And and As you you know, some professionally deformed podcasters even have a process model. And I know in we do, notion, you know, yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like I I've gone through, I think this is a, this is our podcast recording software that we're currently on number five yeah. and I've gone through f- at least that number of different editing softwares and I'm on the, the third or fourth AI powered noise uh, reduction software and I'm on my third microphone and like I've gone through a bunch of different tech to try and find something that really worked for me and uh so tech also consult with experts um so i've we you know besides the music you heard on on today's podcast coming from jeremy volts and we have i have lots of friends who who are in the music industry who help me um i i speak to people all the time to say hey you know you you're a professional voice editor you're professional you know this particular part of the technology give me some advice you know what what would you use here so as you spoke to a good friend of mine, Kai Kochmeter, and he helped me fix the EQs that Roland and I use for our voices because they were a little bit out of whack. And I was like, what are those sorts of things? Test your tech, work with their experts. On um, the second piece of advice that I have, and I think this is really important to me personally, is talk about stuff you care about. If you don't want to record a podcast episode because you don't care about the subject matter, don't do it. Nothing was worse than releasing something where you're clearly 50-50 on actually being in the room. If you want to be in the room for a podcast, you want to be there 100% and find stuff you care about and talk about the stuff you care about. Um, Roland and I did an episode on gamification, and it was it was spurred by a couple of serious conversations I had with a couple of my clients who were really worried about the idea of privacy and of employee performance evaluation and of the impact that would have on morale and on their own personal jobs and livelihood. And I thought, you know, we we really need to have this conversation. I care about this topic. And, you know, I I didn't think I would care about it, but, you know, after having a really personal conversation with a a client, it became apparent that we needed to have a conversation with with our community about this. And that's the kind of podcast I want to record, not one where I'm talking about, the next thing in this list of things that I think the industry demands from, no, just talk about what you care about and the rest will follow. And Roland, what's your number one tip you've learned before we, uh, before we get, get, we run out of time for the episode, your number one tip. I think I said it, you know, be yourself.
0: You know, I'm hundred percent. You know, this is your show. Literally. This is your show.
1: You should have fun doing this. This is not work. This is fun. Well, that's a really good place to, to take us out for the episode. Um, think back yourself. What do you care about? What things would you want to talk about if you had the, the platform of a podcast? And what practices do you take from your regular communication you think you might want to bring into a show format? How might you create something that you think the market and you think your listenership and community might really love? We'll leave you for a moment to daydream about your podcasting future and come back with our final thoughts and how to reach each of our guests. I thought that we could stay.
0: ali.com that's o l l y.com and welcome back so uh, thanks guys for being on the show it was awesome you know i think everybody learned something from the personal experiences that you do that, that each of you are mini celebrities you know which is awesome <laughs> um, but obviously now the question that you're famous you know and i hope we can we can help with that status a little bit the question is obviously well how can I reach those guys? You know, what is the way to contact them? What is next? And that might be the interesting question. What is next for you? You know, what is the, uh, what big highlight that you have on your show or whatever, whatever you want to talk about, you know, Jakob writes his 25th book uh, about personal finance, for example. And, and speaking of which Jakob, let's start with you, you know, <laughs> where can people reach you and, and what's next for you?
2: Well, we all live in the world of LinkedIn, so I think that would be the easiest place to go. I'm pretty active there, so you can either find me uh, commenting on stuff or posting some uh, posts myself, or you can just send me a message there. And the thing I'm currently looking forward to and sort of working on is a promotion of an ICPM conference, so that's International Conference on Process Mining. As uh, mining our business is technically an official media partner of of this conference, mm. and uh, yeah, we are helping with the promotion of this. So that's pretty exciting. We will be there live uh, on site. So uh, nice, nice things ahead for sure for our show. And, and that that is taking place when and where in Rome in October. I think twenty fifth to twenty seventh. All right. So uh if you want to talk in person I'll be there. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: we're going to we're going to put our fanboy and fangirls stuff on and and all travel to Rome. See Joseph you know I see you're completely excited about this. So uh where can where can people reach you and and what's next for you?
4: So for me uh well the word of LinkedIn yes of course so you can find me on LinkedIn so Joseph Blondeau um and uh well the next places to find me are indeed the Aris community or aris.com, where we have a list of this all these podcasts and a lot more of course um so these are the three places we probably meet at the CPM than <laughs> Jacob. That's interesting. So I think I like it. And we also have, uh, well, of course, several um, different events um, in the Netherlands. And, well, maybe the next big thing, because we were talking community, is our upcoming partner meeting uh, in the fall, which we will held in Zabrücken, where we mm. all meet not digitally, but wow. in real person and discuss best practices on process and process mining.
0: All right. So last but not least, Mirko, where can people find you and and what's next for you? You
3: can easily find the New Process Podcast on your favorite podcast platform by searching for New Process Podcast or go to newprocesslab.com, which is my website where I'm bringing all the things together. Easiest way to reach out to me personally, uh, just send me a message on LinkedIn. Just uh, look for Mirko Kloppenburg. And um, I'm currently planning, as I already said, a new process conference for next year. So if you miss the conferences this year, maybe that's a good chance to meet in person. And maybe JM, that's a good chance for you to um, visit your headquarter again, because currently we are planning for the area of Frankfurt, and um, we'll see. So um, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm also working on a course on how to get people excited for processes. Um, But this might take some more weeks
0: until this is released. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing right now.
1: Well, those are some exciting things.
0: Yeah. And of course we're going to put all the links in the show notes, you know, so if you're watching this video while driving, which you shouldn't do, you know, don't, don't pull out your pencil and
1: take notes, public <laughs> service, <announcement>, you know, <laughs> all those yeah. public service announcements, keeping people safe on the road as Roland often does. But of course he speaks of the show notes and, This is a great opportunity to say thank you to our audience. I mean, all five of us would not be here, would not be smiling, thinking about our, our individual podcasts and this podcast together. If it wasn't for you, the audience, the folks who interact with us, who give us great feedback, who are the, the listeners and the collaborators that we love very dearly. So a huge thank you to all of you for being here today. Please go to the website, whatsyourbaseline.com. For this episode specifically, slash episode 55. Reach us on LinkedIn. Send us a message. We've got tons of really great feedback. People you'd like to see, topics you'd like covered, great feedback, or, or, or just comments from the peanut gallery about this episode in particular um it's been it's been a great opportunity to chat with all of you today and it's great to chat with all of our audience online but we have to leave you for the afternoon this has been a really good thank you huge thank you to our guests as well for coming on today and for making really cool content online and sharing it with the world but until we meet again friends and until the next one i've been jm erlinson i am michael kloppenburg
4: I am Joseph Blondeau.
1: And I am de Vazak. And my name is Roland Volt. And we will see you in the next one.